quarter past nine, South African time. It's a beautiful evening. It's a beautiful night. Once again, let's welcome uh, the listeners of uh, Merkaz Sahaba, the voice of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jamaa. And once again, let's welcome the listeners of uh, the discussion on this beautiful night, beautiful evening. Quickly to all the listeners, remember if you have any questions you would like or you'd love to ask our beloved senior Ustad Hazrat Malana Salim Karim from Ladysmith, please do feel free. Our WhatsApp number is 084-786-3132. 084-786-3132. International overseas listeners, plus 27847863132. Uh, to the international overseas listeners, plus 27847863132. Very, very, very interesting topic this evening. And that is the dress code in Islam. Our dress code in Islam for men and for women. That's our topic this evening. So to all the parents out there, please listen attentively. Molana is going to be starting, inshallah, with the durud. And thereafter, inshallah, Molana is going to be advising us. And you know what's happening? You can see how we are dressing today. You know, we are dressed as if we don't even have haya in us. Wallahi. So that's our, our topic this evening. Our Islamic, the Islamic dress code in Islam for men and women. And number two is single parenting and its challenges. Single parenting and its challenges. How do they cope? Do they throw the towel in or what do they do? Ustad, welcome to this beautiful evening, Jumma Mubarak. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, Ustad. Alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Ahlan wa sahlan wa marhaban. How are you this evening? Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, thumma alhamdulillah. And yourself, Ustad? Alhamdulillah, hey, you have, uh, mashallah, a piece of barfi in your mouth <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> mashallah, a lot of sweetness and goodness is flowing out, Nana. Allah, Akbar, Allah. Allah, keep your wood up here. Insha'Allah, Aziz. Gee. A beautiful night, Mulana. Allahu mm. Akbar. A night of forgiveness, a night of guru and salam. Turn to Allah before you return to Allah. Golden word. Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu ittaqillah. O you who believe, fear Allah. To apne amal par nazar mat karo. Don't brag about your deeds. Unki fazal par ummid rakho. Trust Allah. Allah will reward you multifold. So insha'Allah, the greatest way to express gratitude to Allah and love for Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam is reciting the Duru Sharif. Alhamdulillah. 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 إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وآله وأصحابه أجمعين اللهم صل على محمد كما أمرتنا أن نصلي عليه اللهم صل على محمد كما أهله اللهم صل على محمد كما تحب وترضى له اللهم صل على روح سيدنا محمد في الأرواح اللهم صل على جسد سيدنا محمد في الأجساد اللهم صل على قبر سيدنا محمد في القبور اللهم صل على اسم محمد في الأسماء بلغ العلا بكماله كشف الدجا بجماله حسنت جميع قصاله 
and learn to forgive. Maaf karna sikho. We like to distribute money. We like to distribute food. So sometimes it's nice to distribute Allah's mercy and forgiveness. Sabku baat ho. And if you want to count the faults of anyone else, then count your own faults instead. So that being a little introduction, Mohana, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives you and me tawfiq. That Allah Rabbul Alameen in the Quran has given us such beautiful advice that when it comes to dressing, what's the dress code in Islam? Hmm. Alhamdulillah, قال الله تعالى يا بني آدم قد أنزلنا عليكم لباسا لباسا يواري سواتكم وريشا ولباس التقوى ذلك خير ذلك من آيات الله لعلهم يتذكرون يا بني آدم قد أنزلنا عليكم قد أنزلنا عليكم لباسا لباسا يواري سواتكم وريشا ولباس التقوى ذلك خير ذلك من آيات الله لعلهم يذكرون Anna, what's the dress code for a woman? Hmm. More so, we should, inshallah, focus this, more, this evening's topic. That what Allah expects from our mothers and sisters, what is the directive on the Quran? That they, the entire body of a woman has to be concealed and protected. She can protect her body with the burqa, It's a full veil. Hmm. She can protect herself from a niqab by wearing a niqab that entirely covers a person's mouth and nose. Most of our sisters are waiting. Or she, inshallah, she wears a hijab. It's a hand scarf or a head scarf. She, or she can wear a chadar. Four things. A burqa is completely covered from head to toe. And there's a small girl that hides the eyes. MashaAllah, the sister's from Afghanistan, the sisters from Palestine, mashallah. Full niqab. Hmm. They wear the full burqa. You can't see a thing. The second aspect is a niqab. It's a veil that entirely covers a person, including the mouth and the nose. It has a small opening for the eyes. Like most of our, our sisters and mothers are wearing a niqab. And a hijab is a head scarf. And this is what our mothers and sisters are fighting for. It's our identity. It is our rights. Mm. And as a woman, it is her dignity, her chastity, and she will fight for it till, inshallah, success is achieved. And better still, a chadar. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, يَا أَيُّهَا النَّبِيُّ قُلْ لِأَزْوَادِكَ وَبَنَاتِكَ وَنِسَاءِ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ يُدْرِينَ عَلَيْهِنَّ مِنْ جَلَابِيبِهِنَّ Oh Prophet of Allah, tell your wives, your daughters, and the believing women to draw their jilbab all over their bodies. That will be better that they should be known so not to be annoyed and Allah is forever forgiving and mm. merciful. It's a clean instruction from Allah to Rasulullah, to the wives of Rasulullah, to the daughters of Rasulullah and for our mothers and sisters who will come to the day of Allah. To conceive yourself, cover yourself. That's where lies your Islam, respect and your dignity. One day Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was in the masjid. Mm-hmm. And he asked the Sahaba Ikram a question. What is the best thing for a woman? Nobody could answer that question. At that moment, Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala comes home. 
And he said to Hadrat Fatima radiallahu ta'ala, that Rudu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam asked us this question, what is the best thing for a woman? And none of us could answer that question. By chance, do you know the answer? Subhanallah. The best woman or the best thing for a woman not to be seen by men and not to let men see her. That's the beauty of a wife. That's the beauty of a mother. That's the beauty of a sister. That's the beauty of a daughter. Where her chastity, her modesty, her sharam, her haya is protected. I'll give you another example. Allahu Akbar. One day, Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is sitting with his wife. And a sahabi who was blind came to meet Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, totally blind. Mm. Rasulullah said to the wife, go and make farda. The sahabi has come, he's blind. So the wife of Rasulullah said, Ya Rasulullah, he's blind, he can't see us. So why must we make farda? He's blind, he can't see us. Rasulullah said, you all are not blind. You all can see him. So go and observe the rules of farda. So subhanallah. He is a blind sahabi of Rasulullah. Most mutaqi, most for his gar. Radiallahu anhum wa radu an. Not a one percent of fitna. Rasulullah said, he may be blind, but you are not blind. Mm. <laughs> For respect to brothers, let's understand the beauty of Islam. You know, where the hijab today, and wallahi, my mothers and sisters start making near tonight that by this Ramadan, I want to be in full nikah. We'll try. And I appeal to the husbands, fathers, and brothers please encourage the females at home, give them the support. Let them try it, insha'Allah, and see and make a near today, today, read Surah Salat, shukr to Allah. Allah, give me tawfiq to dress like the daughters of Rasulullah and the wives of Rasulullah in niqab and in arda, insha'Allah, make a near. And this can only come if the husband, insha'Allah, will support his wife's decision, hmm. will encourage his daughters. <coughs> Do you know how much of noor in that house, Murana, where there is a hijab, where there is farda? Where there is a proper code, a dress code of Islam and Sharia? So Muhammad appeal, inshaAllah, I don't know. Allah Ta'ala will give hidayat. You make a niyat, all our brothers and sisters, and sisters who are listening out there. You make a promise to Allah. That Allah, I'm going to try my best from today, from tomorrow onwards. If I'm not wearing a scarf, inshallah, I will start wearing a scarf and a niqab, inshallah, and eventually in total farda. Make this near, wallahu ladeem, you'll be pleasing Nabi Kareem, sallallahu alayhi salatu wasalam. So inshallah, if the husbands, parents, brothers, uncles start supporting and likewise, the wives to inshallah encourage the husband to wear a beard, a proper Islamic Shari beard, not the short-term beard with funny, funny patterns and designs. A full beard. Your whole fist must be, alhamdulillah, the length of one fist on all sides. Subhanallah, that should be the Shari beard. Never be disappointed, never feel embarrassed to inshallah dress according to Sharia. And see the benefit, Mughara, that mm. Allah gives when you wear a niqab, when mm. you wear the farda. Number one, it protects your family. Number two, when a sister, she may be absolutely beautiful, gorgeous, awesome. But inshallah, when she's covered, she's protected from so many fitnas. Number one, Allah Ta'ala will protect her inzat and integrity. It reduces cheating. Sometimes, Moana, when you are very beautiful, you want to play with your beauty. You want to expose your beauty. I'm not saying all the sisters do that. Some of them do it because they feel that they are absolutely beautiful and everybody must praise them. Well, let's look at what Hadith Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said. But when you start donning the Islamic gear, the Islamic dress code, and inshallah for our mothers and sisters, 
the first thing that Allah will do will protect your family. There will be rahat in your family. There will be sukoon in your family. There will be respect in your family. One. Number two, it reduces cheating. Mm. Inshallah. As a mother, as a daughter, as a, as a sister, inshallah, your iman will protect you and you will never cheat. It reduces divorces. Allahu Akbar. When our wives and sisters and mothers are open, openly dressed, dressed to kill, then the fitna starts. That's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Quran, say to your wives, to your daughters, and the believing women to don a jilbab. It will protect you. The munafiqeen used to sit on the streets, and when the Muslim women and sahabiyat used to pass by, they would pass the marks. They will flirt. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave this directive. So when you are concealed, when you are protected, when you are in niqab, when you are in hijab, nobody will dare to interfere with you. Your marriage will be protected. Insha'Allah, nobody will try to make passes at you, pass remarks at you, because you are concealed. Your beauty is concealed. Your body is concealed. They don't know who it is. Allah will protect your marriage. Allah will protect you from divorce. Subhanallah. And the other benefit, it saves your children. If the mother is far, the mother is full of taqwa and piety, she dresses Islamically, inshallah. The daughters will follow suit. Hmm. It will protect your children. It will protect other families also. Subhanallah. As somebody said it very nicely, Mulana. You know, this staring and gazing at women. It's a sin but no taste in it. No fun in it. And everyone's daughter is sacred, Mulana. Whether she comes from a poor home, a rich home. Mm. If you don't intend to marry her, Keep your hands off her. Or maybe tomorrow she'll be another man's future wife. Wow. Subhanallah. Mm. If you don't intend to marry her, yes. Keep your hands off her. Maybe, <clears throat> inshallah, in the future, she may be somebody else's wife. So respect her integrity. And give her the due and respect that she deserves. And if you do intend to marry her, keep your hands off her until she becomes your wife. Subhanallah, Allah Akbar. Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq, Mawlana. That when Rasulullah said, look after your wives and your daughters, keep them safe and protected. And if you are going to mess around with somebody else's daughters and wives and sisters, that same azab will come in your house. Mm. And you will be shocked at what happens in your house. It's a reality, Mulana. If I as a man does not respect a woman, I flirt with her, I have affairs with her, Mulana, that zina effect will come into my house. Either my wife will do it or my daughters will do it. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, safeguard and protect your wives and daughters. How important it is, Mulana. We are seeing everyday problems in society, in homes. In good homes, where there is namaz, roza, zakat, <laughs> alhamdulillah, where there is modesty, how can zina penetrate this house? And what is the correct way to dress, Mulana? Number one is, for a woman, her entire body is farda. Body parts to be covered. If you want to dress, Allah has given you clothing as a beauty. Number one, the clothes that you wear, let it be loose, city. Or let it be thick so that your body or your skin or your shape cannot be exposed. Nabi <coughs> Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, the time will come in my ummah that the women of the ummah will be stark naked. So Sahaba Ikram said, Ya Rasulullah, how is that possible? Rasulullah said, they will wear see-through clothing. They will be wearing so revealing clothing as if they are stark naked. And that's the reality of the situation. So may Allah Ta'ala protect our mothers mm. and sisters. So the correct way to dress in Islam, 
is to make sure that you are covered from head to toe. Number two, if you have to go out, wear loose-fitting abaya or a dress or a jilbab or a cloak or whatever it is so that your body is not exposed. Your body is for your husband. Your beauty is for your husband. And number three is the material that you stitch your abayas and your clothing. Make sure that it is thick in the sense that none of your body parts can be exposed. And fourthly, do not imitate the opposite sex. Allah's lanat is on that woman who imitates a man, and likewise, Allah's lanat is on that man who imitates a woman in her dressing. And this is happening every day. Now you see the men are putting earrings on their ears. They are piercing their nose. Yes, I don't want to go further and say where else they are piercing. Allah's lanat, those who tattoo their bodies, Allah's lanat and curse. Don't change Allah Ta'ala's beauty and beautification. Hmm. Allah is saying you the most beautiful of His creation. Who gives you the right to interfere in what Allah has chosen and created for you? So remember, those brothers and sisters who have got tattoos on their body, have it removed immediately. Allah's lanat and curse is on those who do that type. This is the tariqah of the fire worshippers. And the saddest part, they are so proud that they do this, I don't know how to suspect into the Muslim Ummah. Why not they secretly doing tattoos on their stomach? See? In such places that love occur, thinking that my father won't see it, my mother won't see it. One nikah broke up because of this. A young girl, when she was... In high school, she went and tattooed on her navel. See? And it was like, you cannot remove that ink. You'll have to do surgery. See? From the first night of Anitah, when the husband saw that, he didn't know, her parents didn't know. She did it on her own accord. See? He divorced her there and there. Mm-hmm. You say that the person acted impulsively, would have given her a chance. But why put yourself into a compromised situation? Stay far away from places where you can be accused. So Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the code of dress in Islam. Now I'm going to look at the foolishness and stupidity. You know, monkey see, monkey do as you say. Now they're wearing their jeans, Murana. Touch. And they pay, I think, huge sums of money, over a thousand rand, two thousand rand. You know, they, in Italy, I think, it goes back to Levi's jeans that we wear. Mm. Those people used to work in the railways, Murana, they needed clothing that was thick, and inshallah, they could wear it so it doesn't get torn. It was for those laborers. But see how fashion takes it and lifts it, its, its nose. That today it became the fashion of the world. And the saddest part that Muslims fell in the trap. My daughter is wearing that jeans. It's torn here in the front. Her thighs is showing. Her knees are showing. Her calves are showing. Her buttocks are showing. Remember you as parents, Allah is going to punish you as well. You're supposed to make their tarbiyah. <laughs> you gave her that money. You took her to that shop to buy it. You praised her when she wore it. Yes, Ustad. <laughs> you are going to be answerable to Allah. As much as that girl, that Bali daughter of yours, is going to be punished by Allah Rabbul Alameen. You as the father, and the money that you spent and gave her, you are going to be equally gunishgar in the eyes of Allah. It's a sad stage of Fafi Marana. This has become a fashion. Wearing jeans. And the best part of it, it's torn everywhere. And that's the most expensive jeans you can buy. As you said, boys and girls can wear it. It's fine. And as I said to you, Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, whoever imitates, whichever man imitates the dressing of a woman, Allah's lanat and curses. And see today the types of clothing, the types of shoes, the type of jewelry. Men are wearing jewelry now. It's haram for men to wear silk. It's haram for men to wear jewels, gold and silver. 
This Allah has specialized silk for women, jewelry for women, not for men. But it's sad. Because we take advantage of Allah's trouble. You know, when Allah's punishment is severe, <laughs> and you are punished immediately, when you are stopped by the traffic officer, and you are issued a fine of 5,000 rand for speeding, you see the face of the person who received that fine. How is pleading with that traffic officer? Allah. I'm sorry, I won't do it. It's a mistake. And we block, we run into the funeral. I don't know how many times we kill our fathers and mothers too. Blame excuse, I'm running for a funeral, it'll be your funeral. Because they, <clears throat> the punishment is instant. As they say, if you pay right now, it hurts you, it hurts your pocket. But Allah is Rahim and Kareem. When my banda makes a guna, Allah Pak says to the farista, don't write anything right now. Possibly, my banda will make tawbah just now. Before nightfall, Allah will, Allah will forgive him, he'll make tawbah. Or by the next morning, he will wake up and make tawbah. Mm-hmm. Allah is Rahim and Kareem. But you see, you and I, we are daring. But Allah is not holding us accountable immediately. Allah is not punishing you and me immediately. But Allah Ta'ala says, my banda, farista, hold on. If he makes the guna, write one. If he just makes an intention, write nothing, zero. And Farisa, if my banda makes a need to do a good deed, write the one neki for him. Mm. He just made the intention. Tomorrow morning, inshallah, I want to do, uh, I want to read the rule and salam. Or I want to feed somebody. And a thought came in your mind. I just want to help somebody tomorrow. I just want to greet somebody tomorrow. I just want to meet somebody tomorrow. A thought goes through your mind. Allah says to the angel, Write one good deed for him. And when he does it, write ten nakis for him. How Rahim and Kareem is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. <laughs> and then the most important thing, the dress code in Islam, wear clothing that is decent, but not flashy. You see this fancy and fashion that we are running behind? We'll be very sorry one day. Yes, wear your decent clothing. And I like what Imam Shafi'i Rahmatullahi said, Murana. Imam Shafi'i Rahmatullahi said, you know, if you want good health, take a shower every day. Alhamdulillah. And today is extremely hot, Murana. I don't know, your, we had like 38, 39 degrees mm. here in late. Jesus, that's hot. Gee, the body sweats, the spires, Alhamdulillah. Gee. Imam Shafi'i Rahmatullahi said, that, you know, if you want good health, take a shower daily. Number two, wear cotton clothing. And let me tell the men folk, it is sunnah to wear white kurtas, white clothing. And in a hadith is mentioned that every cloth makes the zikr of Allah. You see this white kurta you are wearing, Mulana? Hmm. You see tomorrow morning you won't wear it because you feel that, you know what, I've sweated or it, it has been soiled. Automatically, a pot will come, I need to change this clothes. So likewise, when your clothes get dirty, they stop making the zikr of Allah. And immediately you want to remove those clothes mm. and put on a new set of clothes. And Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa loved the color white. This bright color shirt and pants that we wear, men folk, this is haram. Wear a color that is white. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam loved to wear white color. And as I said to you, and you wear white clothing. Subhanallah. Rasulullah loved the color. That's why your kafan is white. Some people say, well, you can have a colored kafan. See? But as always, like how when you tie your ihram, see, it is white. It reminds you of moth. Likewise, your kafan is white. Rasulullah loved to wear white clothing. And for men, for all the bright colors, spring colors, it's not jive. Yes, for women, alhamdulillah, jive. You can wear all those fancy colors that you like. You can use silk. You can use jewelry, whatever it is. But for men folk, the best of colors <laughs> is white. So Imam Shafi'i, rahmatullah, he said, no, no, no. Take a bath and a shower every day. Wear cotton clothing. And abstain from eating sour stuff. All the pickles and achar and all the savory things, not good for your health. It destroys, it makes your blood toxic. Mm. That's dangerous. 
And fourthly, do not, those who are married, mm. do not overindulge in conjugal rights. If you want a good health, if you are going to do this every day, Morana, you're going to destroy yourself. If First of all, you must have Raham on your wife and you yourself. The Hakims have said, the person who overindulges in conjugal rights will end up with a stroke because he's draining the cream of his body. When there's a need for it, Alhamdulillah, fulfill each other's rights. But excessive type of conjugal rights, day and night, every day, this is detrimental to your health. So in short and brief, Mawlana, I just thought, that let's, for the mm. sake of our mothers and sisters, inshallah, something that Islam has given us, that how we should dress, and number two, Mawlana, I want to bring to the attention of our sisters, brothers, some of us, we wear the short heat pajamas. Mm. Your thighs are exposed. And some of the brothers and sisters, unfortunately, absolutely sleep naked. They just have a sheet that is covering them. This is totally haram. The reason being, if moth comes to you in that state where you are naked, can you imagine? how difficult your soul will be to come out. One, the people that are going to walk into that room, they're going to view your body. <laughs> they are farishtas. Allah has almost 19 angels that protect you at night. So the shayateen, iblis, jadu, sihar will not affect you. They are angels who are protecting you. Okay. And you are in that state of nudity. It is totally haram. We need to change. Cover your supper and sleep at night. Have some sharam. Have some modesty. It may be an emergency in your house. Your father comes there knocking at the door. Your mother comes. Your child may come. There's an emergency in the house. <laughs> and you are sleeping naked. <laughs> what are we teaching our children? I don't know. Anything can happen. There can be a fire in the house. There can be a thief in the house. There's an emergency situation. You're going to look for your clothes. Or you're going to run for your life, Mulana. So let's have some modesty, some mm. sharam and haya. So there's, a, there's, a, there's a, a mother asking that my daughter likes to wear a dress, but of course nothing underneath. Uh, no trousers in that, of course, but uh, she has a, a, a long dress. Is that okay? My husband says it's not permissible because if a strong wind comes, then she can get exposed. Now my daughter is very upset, Malana Salim. She's only okay. nineteen. She's only nineteen years old. She's matured. Why are we being so harsh to our young girls, to our young daughters? Anonymous mommy, Ustad. Malana, I think was it this morning? I gave you the hadith of the Prophet وسلم, an incident that took place, and uh-huh. Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam made a special dua for the women of the Ummah. May Allah grant barakat to those women who wear the sarawil wear a pants inside. Mm. I'll give you the example of the hadith that Rasulullah was sitting with Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala on one occasion and an elderly lady was seated on a mule and the mule tripped and fell and the lady fell off the mule and when she fell her satr got exposed but she had a sarawil worn inside. When Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam's nigah, that Hasatar got exposed, his son turned his face away immediately and then made a jeep dua. Ya Allahumma barik. May Allah give barakat to the women of my ummah who wear a sarawil. Whether you wear a long skirt, whether you wear an abaya, imagine tomorrow, as the brother said, if the wind is blowing, if you fall unconscious, something happens to you and you fall. Your satr will be exposed. And it is so embarrassing. So the daughter should not get upset. In fact, she should wear. And all our mothers and sisters, whether it's at home, whether you're going outing or you're going to a function, if what happens in an accident, so many times you go, when you reach the accident scene, maybe you're the first person on the scene. Here is a mother, a Muslim woman. She's got hijab. She's wearing an abaya, but there is no pants. Hasatar is exposed. The, the ambulance attendants and all the bystanders are all looking at the body. 
کچھ شرم تو کرو امیجن اف یو ہیو اراویل الحمد للہ دتر از خبر سو دیٹ مادر شوڈ ناٹ سی دیٹ یو نو گیٹ اپ سیٹ دیٹ ڈاکٹر شوڈ ناٹ گیٹ اپ سیٹ ان شاء اللہ وی میک دعا میک انڈرسٹینڈ ریزن اینڈ لاجک بہائنڈ اٹ اینڈ واٹ اے بیوٹیفل دعا رسول اللہ صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم گیو ٹو دا مدرز اینڈ سسٹرز آف دس امت انٹیگریٹی Allah we'll Allah. take it that for today inshallah Marana, we were supposed to take the second topic Gee. of single parents inshallah we'll do that next week that you know what a, what a mujahada and sacrifice those mothers and fathers who are making you know when they have to be single parents to grow up these children and what challenges they face and what hardship they go through but eventually alhamdulillah would the support of the parents would support of this family and society alhamdulillah those children become really such successful individuals individuals in society so inshallah we'll take that topic for another next week thursday inshallah i mean single parents and maybe they could come and tell us what are the difficulties they face from their own families first and then from society i see this uh, this a mother saying she's also a single parent but of course we will touch that uh, next week thursday inshallah we'll start where she says my children and them uh, they feel embarrassed when they wear a kurta or a cloak they feel disgusted in front of their friends please malana salim and malana arafat please can you guide me as a mother i'm a single parent i don't know what to do they love wearing a cap night caps etc and tight jeans who start a single parent shimana alhamdulillah first of all the tarbiyah of the children is highly important and especially when you're a single mother Your son now is a teenager. Your daughter is a teenager. They become rebellious, Mulana. That's why Sharia said, after the age of seven, give custody to the father. Because disciplining that son, and when she reaches the age of nine and she becomes balir, it's preferable to give the custody to the father because he has to be strict. He has to enforce discipline and other in his children. For a single parent, Mulana, they cry. They face difficulties. They are a single parent, but that boy is a teenager now. He wants to bully his mother. Mm. That daughter is becoming rebellious. She wants to tell her mother what to do. That's the, not another curse, but that's the disadvantage of being divorced. And sometimes rushing into divorce, mm. and now you are left to face the battle all along. So our dua is for that mother. She should get up at Tahajjud time. Cry to Allah. Allah, grant my children hidayat mm. and use hikmat and wisdom. Give them some incentive to say, that let's please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We want to be a happy family. We want Rasulullah to be happy with us. We want Islam to be a religion of peace. Alhamdulillah. We want you all to be true ambassadors. Use hikmat, piyar, love, inshallah. Explain to that son and link them up with an alim or an alima, inshallah, to create a mahal and inshallah, a mindset of deed. So that's the advice Mawana could give Mawana. I don't know, Ustad, uh, 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 somebody says here, Mulana Salim, I had that experience, Mulana Salim, I was in an accident. The ambulance pulled out my scarf. I was embarrassed. Shukar, I always wear pants underneath. My izzet was saved, Ustad. SubhanAllah, this is what I'm saying, Mulana. Sure. All right, first of all, that uh, attendant, SubhanAllah, some of them are very courteous. Inshallah, they respect a Muslim woman. They respect the hijab. They respect the dress code. Alhamdulillah, they would not touch the body. But sometimes they have to save a life, Morana. They have to get the oxygen into the, into the lungs, Morana. So obviously, they have to remove the scar, but they have to remove the parza. That is out of necessity. They've got to save a life, Morana. That is like first aid. That is out of absolute necessity. But on the other side, look at the beautiful word of the sister, that Alhamdulillah, I was wearing a pants inside. Mm. So my sutter and my body were protected. So this is what I'm saying, Mulana, when there's an accident or when there's an unfortunate incident and your body is exposed. And also, Mulana, this is also goes for the doctors. I'm not saying all the doctors. We have this complaint, Mulana. There's a pain in the arm here. Mm. Lady goes to the doctor. I'm not saying all the doctors, please. For Allah's sake, I'm not generalizing. Some of the doctors 
got no sharam and haya. Rasulullah mm. said, if there is a saw or a wound in the satar area, the right thing to do in Shariat is to cut out that area. Take the cloth out of the place and let the doctor examine it. But sometimes, unfortunately, the need sometimes of some doctors who don't have deen and don't have fikr of Allah to paint it in the hand, they will say, no, go and undress and go put that gown on. Marana, does it make sense? Some of the sisters complain to us, Marana, that we go to the doctor. That is why I say, go to a female doctor as far as possible. A woman should go to a female doctor. If Allah, mashallah, is a female doctor, does not have those capacities. It may be a professor or a surgeon or whoever has got great experience in terms of Sharia. Then please go to the male doctor. But as far as possible, Islam and Sharia teaches us go to a female doctor. Go to a female gynecologist. Mm. We try your best not to go to a male. But if the female gynecologist or surgeon or doctor is not available, there's only a male doctor. Sharia would allow it. But as Sharia said, if that wound or that area where it needs to be examined, that area should be cut off. Inshallah, so the doctor could only see that particular area where there's an abscess, where there's a boil, or where there's anything. <clears throat> but to ask the female patient to undress unnecessarily, that is absolutely haram. I think as I'm again reiterating my point, I'm not saying all the doctors are doing it. Some of them are doing this, and this is totally haram and unacceptable. And to save this fitna, it's for our mothers and sisters to go to a female doctor. Mm. We will continue, inshallah, we'll start next week, Thursday, Thursday again, inshallah. I see there are questions coming in, but of course, time does not allow us, inshallah, we'll start. It's uh, seven minutes after 10 South African time. Fiamanila, inshallah, we'll start. Definitely, we will maybe continue with some questions uh, tomorrow or maybe on Saturday morning. We'll start. No problem, inshallah, we'll do that. Allah, make it easy for the ummah. Amen. Inshallah, these are basic things that affects our life. It just, it just needs us to conscientize ourselves and have the right mindset. So that in the end of the day, this body is an amanat from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This body will go back to Allah. And the only person that can admire your body is your husband or your wife. No, no, it's not for public view. So we need to look after our body and protect our body. And have modesty and have fear of Allah ta'ala. If I tell you the incident of Rasulullah Osmani Ghani, you're going to cry. But Mulana, time is up, inshallah, maybe tomorrow Amin. or on Saturday morning, I will tell you. Osmani Ghani radiallahu what he used to do mm. and why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him so much of dignity and respect. Zun mm. Inshallah. Mm. We'll speak about him. Inshallah. Eight minutes after 10 South African time, it's time for us to leave you and love you on this beautiful Mubarak night. See you guys tomorrow morning, same time, same place on our program as Safina to Ilal Jannah. We will be sending out the podcast, inshallah, so you can send the word to me, podcast of tonight's uh, uh, topic about our Islamic dress code for men and women. For myself, Brother Rakolo, and our beloved Ustad, Allahumma hadina wa hadibina wa hadina sajami'a. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi. وبركاته